0: Hello, and welcome to the (laughs) long-awaited Season 2 of the Pedweg Podcast. Uh, My name is Ashley.
1: And I am Joe, like always. (laughs) No special guests today.
0: (laughs) No, just us, unfortunately. Yep.
1: Boo. (laughs) (laughs) But
0: we, we do appreciate all of our listeners and friends and family, and we know it's been a long time since our last... Uh, Episode. Um, Oh, before before we start, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Yep. Uh, We definitely have a lot to talk about, but also it's going to be a short episode.
1: (laughs) Well, we're going to try to make it short. Yeah. See what happens. We
0: we We, we fail at that.
1: We (laughs) have a we like you know we revealed before we do have an outline of stuff that we want to talk about and we try to keep in mind like a (laughs) timetable, but at the same time it just never works out that way. Yeah. So we say it might be short, but you might be looking at a three-hour <laughs> podcast. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Uh, so quite a bit has happened since March. So it's been about four months now since we've had an episode out.
1: I know. We're still live for those of you who aren't <laughs> friends or follow us on Facebook or anything like that, which you need to. Um, yeah. Our uh, website actually has been not updated as well. So no. it's almost like we just fell off the face of the earth. I know. And we had planned on doing a special um, podcast like right after we got married, but.
0: Oh yeah. Surprise. We finally got married <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: on, yeah. on April 3rd, 2021. So the, the, um, our official wedding date is four, three, two, one.
1: Yep. <laughs> Officially. <so.
0: laughs>
1: yeah. And so we, we thought we were going to do a special podcast for it, you know, not, for it, but, you know, and we're going to do like a theme. Yep. And then we just ended up doing other things. Yeah. We said, you know what, we'll, we'll skip this week because people will understand. And then one week became two, and then two well, became yeah, three, that, and then well, it was a month and two months.
0: Well, right after we got married, we took our honeymoon in Southern California. It was amazing.
1: Yeah, it was fun.
0: I haven't been there in years and neither of you, really, because yeah. you said that you haven't been there since you were really little.
1: Yeah, since I was like, I think I was seven or so. <laughs> I went with my aunt and my cousins, and we went to Disneyland and uh, Queen Mary and the Spruce Goose. And we went to the beach, mm-hmm. and, you know, we just did stuff like that. I was a really little kid, so it was fun, but it's definitely different when you go back as an adult, that's for sure.
0: We weren't able to go to Disneyland because of COVID and um, everybody being closed there. Um, but we were able to go to Downtown Disney. And I have to say, that was not a bad substitute. Um, it's been a long time since I've been to anything Disney related. Um, and growing up in Orlando, it, it, Disney was everywhere. It was unavoidable. Um, so I got a little disney out. But after taking a very long hiatus from it and going back with my new husband was fantastic. It was amazing. And I felt that magic again. It was really nice.
1: It definitely, for me felt like um, we were at Disney. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, like when I went there, when I was a kid, I was like, I can't believe I'm here and all that. And it was fun and exciting as a child. Uh But as an adult, you know, going on rides and seeing, People dressed up and all that stuff isn't is kind of it's not on my high list of priorities when I go to when I want to go <laughs> into that, you know, California or whatever. I wanted to see all the stuff like the food and and the shops and all that. And downtown mm-hmm. Disney was exactly that. Yeah. No rides, yeah. no nothing, just shops and food. And we had a good time. And it was for me, it was great. I mean, of course it's gonna be different once we actually go to Disneyland. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna say, Oh wow, this is so amazing. But for what we had, it was, it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was a great trip. And seeing the ocean again was amazing. That's, that's my thing. Haven't seen it in a little while. I needed it.
1: (laughs) And we saw blizzard too.
0: Yes. (laughs) We tripped by the building. (laughs) (laughs) Because I remembered vaguely where it was. (laughs) Yeah.
1: We went and saw blizzard, which was cool. Unfortunately, um, because it was still COVID and everything, um, you had to have a appointment to visit yeah and we weren't even thinking of that when we got there so in order to do that we had to email them and we were only there for a few days so it wasn't like we were gonna have time to go but it was pretty cool next time we'll go yeah
0: that would be nice (laughs) (laughs) um and then you know we're we're still at home we're you know working from home you're working home permanently and i'm sort of up in the air so all of that has been it's kind of added to, I don't know, the whole not wanting to to record, just being stressed out about, you know, okay, am I going back into work? How's this going to work with us both working from home? You got a new job.
1: That's true. Yeah, I, I did get a new job. And I know that that's kind of put the kibosh on a lot of things that I used to do. I yeah. mean, I used to go fishing like almost daily. Mm-hmm. And um, I all, well, we're going to get into that topic a little bit later, but it's also the heat. (laughs) The heat stopped me from doing that. But, you know, um, at the same time, things like world of Warcraft and playing Mm -hmm. different video games and stuff on my free time and watching, you know, certain shows and stuff that all kind of all just got pushed aside because now that I got my new job, I'm working, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: as soon as I get off work, I don't want to do any of that (laughs) stuff anymore. I just wanna I have such a finite amount of time now. Like when I get off work where it's like, Oh, okay, and I have what like two hours before you get off work. Mm-hmm. So I have that two hours to do Something, but usually I'm either reading or something where it t- makes time by go by super <laughs> quick And then by the time you get off, we want to do things together. Yeah. So um, Wow has kind of I wouldn't say be put on the back burner permanently But as, it's definitely not a priority for me to jump on and play WoW all the time like it was
0: I would like to say though about world of warcraft. We do have a guild uh, by the same name, Pedweg. Um, but we have very few members right now cause it's, it's people that we personally know. Yeah. Um, and, but we're really trying to build it too. I think if we do have more people, then we'll be on more. Um, but I am terrible <laughs> at going into trade chat and saying, Hey, join my guild.
1: <laughs> yeah. We have a, we have a recruiting bot or whatever, like whatever is built in with wow. Uh huh. And it's like kind of advertising the guild, but I don't know how that actually works. It I think- just
0: links the the guild. That's all. You have to actually type the rest.
1: Oh, okay. So you actually have to like look for the guild. Okay. So well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's out there, and we, I've, I've started playing a few other characters, so um, I want to, you know, get some more guys up there and start playing again, but. Yeah, that's – you know, getting a new job and everything has really changed that, though. So yeah. I'm not trying to po- – and also right now, for me personally, the Phoenix Suns are in the finals. Oh, yes. So I am all about – we were all about watching the playoff games and everything leading up to that. So that also kind of like cancels everything out because we're – Ashley and I are, are huge AEW wrestling fans. Yes. and. yes that show comes on three times a week so we watch that three there's three there's three different shows monday tuesday and wednesday Uh but then we also have basketball which she now watches because of me
0: yes i'm getting into it i am not a sports person (laughs) but oh my goodness it's been really fun to watch basketball with you
1: yeah and it's sadly coming to an end one way or another the next week you know so we have been doing that too which has also put some more time for all their pushed all of our other stuff away. Yeah. So we're kind of trying to catch up on some wrestling stuff at the same time. And speaking of wrestling, all of those guys that got let go in April for yep. WWE are eligible. Now, I think today and tomorrow for new contracts, um, their 90 day non-compete is up. So we've been like refreshing freaking wrestling news for like the last couple days trying to find out who's, who's going where, like yeah. who got signed, who didn't where some of our favorite people are who got released, who we don't like that got released are going to be, you know, we hopefully not going to be wrestling on our show, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are most likely going to have another wrestling podcast at some point because we are big fans. It's, yeah. It's a big thing for us. And
1: it's changed a lot since the last time it's that true. we actually did the podcast. Cause we started watching another show. Yeah. Kind of, we you know yeah. we kind of branched into another show. So, um, yeah, just a lot of stuff has has happened that has kind of pushed a lot of new things have come in and pushed out the old stuff. Mm-hmm. And so once we're still trying to get back to a sense of normalcy, like go back to all that and try to work everything in
0: Yeah. Um,
1: with my new job, because Ashley's still doing her same job that she had before.
0: And I'm if, doing school now.
1: And school now. So, yeah, now it's that's also pushing things.
0: <laughs> but we'll, we will uh, do another season. We're committing ourselves to it so absolutely um, because it's so much fun to do the podcast and um, being able to interact with people and um so pixel just got fed
1: (laughs) (laughs) and there she goes she was rubbing my foot with her head and she heard her food get dumped and there she goes. She's like it's time to eat. Dinner time. <laughs> I, I'm
0: not even going to edit this out. So we have the automa we my cat is like on autopilot now
1: for everything.
0: Everything is automated. <laughs> We've got the litter robot. She's not. She's got her um litter it's not a litter robot for food, but it's a robot for her food. It's a robot feeder. It's, a feeder. it's,
1: <laughs> it's got a timer on it. It's made by the same people that do the ro- the litter yeah. robot. So um, she gets fed twice a day you know, like clockwork. It just dumps food in yep. the bowl. And
0: and she runs right over. Yep. Usually. She knows.
1: She, she usually knows when it's going to be filled. So she'll wait around. And once it dumps out, she's like, <laughs> okay, she goes and eats. And then, of course, her water is an automatic, too.
0: Yeah. Yep. Our kitty is high tech.
1: Yeah. She's <laughs> she's completely spoiled. Um, what else is going on with us? We got uh, uh, movie theater recliners now oh, yes. in our living room. Yes. Um, we decided that um we had a sectional that was great but we Uh it just took up way too much space because it's just the two of us yeah and you know i I think especially with covid nobody you know nobody came over yeah and we weren't really hosting anything and so you know we thought about it and we really want to open the space up by we want to use that space that Mm -hmm. the that the um sectional was in yeah and put up some cabinets and stuff to house more collections and like kind of <laughs> you know kind of decorate the living room a little bit and we thought hey we want to get some recliners that are like at the movie theater yeah we lost, you know cushiony leathery type recliners and
0: we're gonna get a bigger tv at some point yeah and,
1: and we're, we're we're done with movie theaters now yeah. there's just no going back to it yeah we loved them and everything but we can make the popcorn ourselves yes we can have our snacks. We have the seating and we don't have to worry about anybody on the outside messing with our movies.
0: <laughs> exactly. No kids running around. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Nobody on first dates talking the whole movie, <laughs> you know, nothing like that. So,
0: well, speaking of dates and speaking of our recent marriage, um, that's going to be what we're going to talk about on the show is couples. Yeah. Um, some of our favorite couples, I guess, in, in pop culture um so
1: (laughs) yeah looking at the list that we have one of these is not like the others for sure
0: (laughs) okay look i just started naming
1: couples
0: (laughs) 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 and it's just a loose list and um you know what and if you um, who are listening to this podcast, first of all, thank you again. Uh, but also, if you have any couples that, you know, you look at them and you're like, yep, couple goals. Or, oh, hell no. You know, anything like that. It, whatever your opinion is, we definitely want to know. Yeah. Um, so feel free to message us, comments um, on the post that we'll put up for this episode. And this that, that should be interesting. Yeah, who's
1: your favorite and or least favorite couples like what's a couple you really like and then a couple that you just can't stand
0: anybody on love after lockup
1: <laughs> yeah they're both That's my... not goals no no they're both my favorite and least favorite so
0: <laughs> that is such a guilty pleasure not even guilty no, it's like, not guilty I'm at just, all I, I love it i love how bad it is it is awesome <laughs> 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 so let's go ahead and start this off okay what to you makes a good relationship?
1: I think a good relationship is fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people would say communication and like all stuff. And yeah, you <laughs> Why know, are that's you
0: looking at me like, that. oh, I'm just saying, you
1: know, like, that's what people would say is like, love and communication and all that. And that's a given. I think I think really, you should have keep having fun. Mm-hmm. Because once you don't have fun, it's then nothing is fun. Yeah, And I think that the two of us, I know we're just, we're very new. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that this is ever going to be any different. Like we both like the same stuff. We like going out and doing fun things together. Yeah, We're constantly exploring. And I think for us, a lot of our, I guess, not so much goals, but rather than what we gravitate towards is having fun, like doing yeah. fun things together. And whether that means playing a board game or playing games or, playing wow or watching a TV show or wrestling or making fun of stuff, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: Talking just fun crap to the TV. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's just, it's fun. It's just all fun. And I think that that's probably one well, the most important thing. I think once you stop having fun,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think everything else, it's kind of like health, you know, when you yeah. say like, once your health starts going, everything else does, you yeah. know, it's like keep the fun alive. And I think we do a pretty good job.
0: I think so too.
1: Love just having fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I would be, I'm my answer is similar. Um I think that what makes a good relationship is being your individual self while also being together. So you and I we both do our own thing, you know, we're both very um we don't have to do everything together, which is nice. Um but we're, you know, usually in the same room.
1: Yeah, I mean after we get this podcast done, I think you're doing schoolwork and yeah. I'm throwing my headphones on and playing <laughs> Doom Eternal all night so I mean yeah
0: (laughs) yeah it's just nice to know that um we're in this together but we don't necessarily have to do everything together but you know that also comes with um I I I am definitely one of those that says communication is a great sign of a great relationship um honesty and all that good stuff so
1: (laughs) all that stuff are are like foundations that should be there to begin with I agree it's it's kind of like the basic formula it's like When you order a combo meal, you're getting fries and a drink. You know that already. <laughs> it's just what's the big thing that, that you get with it, though? That,
0: that varies. True. You're, you know? You're right. Good
1: communication and trust and love and all that stuff. That's the fries and drink. You're getting those no matter what when you get a meal. Yeah. It's just that what are you getting? What's the big draw for you? And for me, it's fun.
0: Having similar goals is always nice. Okay. You know, that whole <laughs> the cheesy line of ride or die.
1: <laughs> all right
0: you and i have similar goals
1: we do yeah
0: and so do some of the couples we have on our list
1: okay let's let's look at some of these couples on the list
0: well okay
1: let's start with my favorite one at the bottom
0: (laughs) oh no okay so this is the
1: oddball choice that (laughs) ashley put because ashley did the show notes for this one
0: thanks
1: (laughs) and there's a lot of couples on there that, that you would definitely think of like um just, just to name some, you know, like like Superman and Lois.
0: Yeah, Lois, Lois Lane. Lane.
1: So, you know, just and I, I would even put like Batman, Catwoman. And Catwoman. So those two, you know, pretty typical.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, a lot of other um typical kind of maybe Disney romances.
0: Oh, of course.
1: But then at the bottom of the list here we have uh <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> we've got um Tony Soprano. <laughs> And his wife Carmela. <laughs> um, couples goals. That's
0: uh, that is not couples goals. Well, well, you had a good point. You had some good points on how it kind of is.
1: Okay, so I mean, I, I guess the point is that <laughs> if you've never seen The Sopranos, um, you you should know that Carmela and Tony are married. They're the main characters of of the family, mm-hmm. um, the immediate family, not the mob family, but they're.
0: And it's and it's the mob. It's it's the mafia. So <laughs> Tony Soprano is like it's a given. He is not a good guy. Uh, definitely not an upstanding husband.
1: Oh no, he's got several girlfriends throughout the.
0: <laughs> what do they call him?
1: Gumar. I actually don't even think that they're oh, they would qualify as girlfriends. They just sleep with a ton of women. Yeah, they're side chicks. Yeah, there's he's got like at least a dozen side chicks throughout yeah. the series. Yeah. And, why it's not a secret his wife knows about it yeah in fact there was even a uh, there was even a whole episode where she was concerned about him randomly having a child with another woman yeah and so it and was... she was
0: very like just nonchalant about it almost yeah, she... I mean she was upset but she wasn't like
1: This is a deal breaker. Surprised about it. Yeah. Yeah, it it wasn't even a deal breaker.
0: (laughs) The only thing she was concerned about, she only got crazy about it when it came to her house. When the girlfriend, I think one of the Russian girls he was seeing called the house. That was like, oh, oh, hell no. Yeah. You stop
1: this. (laughs) She violated the sanctuary of the home. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, otherwise she was like, I want you to get a vasectomy because I don't want you to. Yeah to have kids with any of these women. And I forget what what caused that. It was like somebody had kids or something with someone else and yeah. then like started making her think about it and she's like, "Oh, I don't want that to happen with our marriage." Yeah. Because to her, being a Catholic, she was just like, "Absolutely no there, there's no way we're getting a divorce like never it, ever."
0: It kind of reminded me of um I don't even know how Yeah, I guess it was true, Um, you know, with kings and queens. Queens were, you know, automatically assumed that their husbands, the king, had, um, you know, a mistress of some sort. And a lot of times they had bastard children. So I'm assuming that Carmela was kind of in the same line of thinking as a queen. You know, my children are the legitimate ones here. I don't want anything messing with their, quote, birthright, you know? Um, so that probably had something to do with how, you know, sort of almost matter of factly said, yeah, I think you need to get a vasectomy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I guess what we were talking about earlier was that through it all, Carmela really loved him and she he really loved her in mm-hmm. the end. I mean, he always came back to her no matter what. Mm-hmm. I mean, for better or worse, you know, it's just like. He went and slept around and he would disappear for like a week, you know, just take off to Vegas or whatever. And it was kind of interesting because he really didn't have... He wasn't like overbearing possessive on her, but he mm-hmm. still was like, would never be okay if the worlds were reversed. Mm-hmm. But he's, at the same time, he wasn't like you can't do anything.
0: Well, she even, she, she never cheated on him. She thought about one of his, you know, underlings. Um, what was his name? Furio. Furio. Yeah. And, and that was enough to make Tony Soprano so mad that he was going to kill him.
1: <laughs> I, I re- I've, Honestly though, I really do think that that was because of who he was, not because of what Carmelo felt. I felt like he, if he would have let it go or didn't do anything about it. Yeah. That the, Word would have got out and the crew would have been like, oh, you're just going to let anybody like mess around with your wife. Yeah.
0: And that I think, makes sense.
1: you know, part in and, and not only that, but it was like part of the crew. I, I think that had a lot to do with it. It was, it was more so that than it was Carmela, like.
0: Cheating on him or whatever. Yeah. And I think and I, if I remember correctly, they did address the whole love issue as well uh, with with Dr. Melfi as therapist where um also spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he asked – or she asked Tony Soprano at some point, do you love these other women? And I'm pretty sure he said no, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, you could tell, especially the young Russian girl, he mm-hmm. cared for her in a sense that he didn't want anything bad to happen to her. But at the yeah. same time, he was like, I'm done. Like, yeah. I'm moving on with my life. Here's some money. Like, go do something with your life, you know? At the, yeah. But I, I think she had delusions where – she oh, thought yeah. that, oh, he loves me. And so that's why she stuck around for like seasons, you yeah. know? And and then, of course, there's the the funny, one of my favorite parts in the series is when he goes to the guy's house uh-huh. and that he's working on that deal with the Esplanade or whatever. And like he sees that girl like with him mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, hey, yeah, no, that's totally cool. And then he's going driving off, listening to the Shy Lights, gets all in his feelings and like turns around and goes there and like whips him with the belt. I just thought that was really, he's like, all the girls, he had to pick this one, huh? Like, it was just so.
0: It was probably more a sign of respect than anything else. Like, <laughs> you don't date the guy's, you know, the head guy's girlfriend.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think. But that was still funny, though. I thought it was, I thought that was pretty funny. But we're talking about <laughs> surprise way too much. Like, well, I, I think what, it's because it's so fresh because Ashley yeah. actually just watched the entire series. She binged
0: it. She binged
1: the whole thing, <laughs> at, I think, in like two weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, so and that was pretty recent. So that's pretty pretty fresh right now. <laughs> yes. So that's one of the uh
0: not couple goals at all, but it definitely makes you think.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it, I mean it's, it, it's a different kind of love and it's a different kind of loyalty and it's mm-hmm. I don't know, nothing's storybook, I guess. I yeah. mean, when you think about it, the Sopranos is very dysfunctional, however, love was never lost. Like there yeah. was no like you know, they never hated each other. They were mad at each other a lot, but they were they were never outright like hating of each other.
0: They're, the whole show definitely um, dealt a lot into gray area, and I think that there that Tony and Carmela's relationship was probably the pinnacle, I'd say, of that whole gray area when it comes to relationships. So, it was food for thought, for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess when you think about it, it is a pretty good inclusion on the list. <laughs> well thanks Be- because it's it is a very it's a gray area so maybe not a couple goals but yeah. definitely a different kind of love mm-hmm. i mean it doesn't make it any less significant than superman and lois's relationship
0: that's true
1: i mean they love each other just as much there's just they don't have theirs is no gray area yeah their love is very their whole relationship is very black and white yeah it's like we are good people and we're gonna do good things it's never like Oh, man, Superman, like, went and cheated on Lois one night, had a one-night stand? (laughs) That's never going to (laughs) happen. Oh, no, Superman's flirting with another girl? (laughs) That never happens, (laughs) you know? So, I mean, I I guess that's, you go from, that's probably one extreme to the other when you think about it. that's
0: true, yeah.
1: You know, it's like this gray area, like Tony Soprano and Carmella, and then you got Superman and Lois who are completely you're I, never going to see that kind of drama or anything like that in their relationship whatsoever.
0: I, yeah, I, I think like the, the exact opposite of like a Lois Lane Superman type of romance, If you're especially if you're going to go into comics is the whole Joker and Harley Quinn thing, which I definitely did not put on the list. I have very strong feelings about people idolizing that, that relationship. And I think it's trash. So, <laughs> moving on from that
1: i mean to kind of segue into that you did have harley quinn and poison ivy on here i
0: did and we're gonna get that and we're gonna get there um so whether or not the couple is on the list or not you know do you have <laughs> any you know do you see any re- relationships in comics or movies or or what have you that you say hey that's couple goals
1: um, if I had to think of like comics and stuff, probably more the more realistic ones. I think are the mm-hmm. ones that aren't instant love. You know, where it's not like we saw each other, or we said hi to each other. Next thing you know, we're like a couple, and we fell deeply in love. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites is uh, uh from Why the Last Man. It's Agent Three Fifty Five and Yorick, and. Mm-hmm you know, there's when they first meet each other, she is kind of like his bodyguard and his babysitter or whatnot. Cause he's the last man on earth mm-hmm. and she's protecting him because, you know, it's his duty to eventually repopulate the world is what, you know, it all started out as, and you know, as time went on, you know, she like despised him because she's like, ah, oh, this is so dumb. Like I get assigned this, like of all the things in the world, I got to protect you. Mm-hmm. And I think over time, you know, and like, she was his whole yorick's whole thing was like i gotta find my my girlfriend like my girlfriend was in australia and all of a sudden all this stuff happened all the men die like what's going on is she okay like i have no idea Mm -hmm. and so she's trying to help him find his girlfriend but eventually he does but it all just culminates in them you know having feelings for each other Mm -hmm. as they kept going on and finding themselves in these situations they kind of bonded over that and it was more of a you know, we're spending a lot of time together learning a lot about each other before we, like, make this decision to just, oh, hey, we're going to get together now. Like, by you know, when people just see each other instantly, they're like, I was attracted, like, the second I saw them, and now we're, like, together. And, and that does happen. I mean, that kind of happened with us. Mm-hmm. But I think in comics, though, it's different because you don't have history with them. They're, they were born, like, literally on the first page of a book. It's yeah. like you're already, like jumping into their life story like at that time nothing before that existed until you read about it Mm -hmm. and so seeing their relationship kind of develop over time for me that was good and it had a an awful ending to the relationship but it's in the end it was to me it felt it felt real it felt like what's the word i'm looking for it just felt good
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and it wasn't forced it didn't feel forced to me it was yeah it was very organic and natural more, I guess, realistic to how relationships would work. Like when you meet somebody and you just spend a lot of time with them and end up falling in love with each other. I mean, <laughs> that's, to me, that's definitely the opposite of Lois Lane and Superman. Yeah. But was still a comic book and it was still very, very realistic. And I think we'll, um, also an Invincible, Adam mm-hmm. Eve and um, Invincible, the way, you know, theirs was very like we're friends, you know, we hang out a lot though. And the next thing you know, it's like, you know, Why not? Because the two of us are both, you know, we don't have to hide anything from each other or anything like that and relate to a lot of things. And, hey, why not? We're attracted to each other, you know? And so, I mean, on on another level, that works, too. Yeah. So, what about you?
0: I'm a big fan of romance. Uh, So, I like the Jane Austen stories a lot. I think that's very... Typical of, mm-hmm. of, of girls, uh, women. Uh, so I'd have to see Pride and Prejudice, um, you know, with um, Elizabeth Bennett and Mr. Darcy, uh, which I know means nothing to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... I
1: haven't read it. Or I haven't even seen the zombie one or anything. <laughs>
0: which is blasphemy. No, thank you. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I I just love their back and forth. They they really are very indifferent to each other for a long time, um, borderline hating each other. And through various circumstances, they sort of learn who each other is. um, And eventually they confront each other especially with Mr. Darcy professing his love to her. But he he does it in a way that he's saying, despite my, um, despite your lower rank, uh, I still love you. And she's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> that's not romantic at all. What is your problem? Um, but eventually they settle their differences and go beyond that. They're like, oh, wow, I really love this person. I don't know what happened, but that's my person. Uh, it's just it's very romantic, and then we explained it's so unromantic.
1: <laughs> so it's just like the Why the Last Man? Then
0: very much so, yeah. Just like, You're right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: they're they're similar.
0: Yeah, I guess you know I think the greater romances are all sort of similar. Um, so we we have quite a few on here. Um, what about the big one?
1: The Han and Solo and Princess Leia.
0: Absolutely. Star Wars is a thing for us. That mm-hmm. was our thing. And Han and, and Leia is definitely um, sort of like the go-to for Star Wars fans. It's
1: an iconic couple.
0: It it absolutely is.
1: <laughs> but then, and this is where everybody gets to hate me because <laughs> I love Leia I mean, she is on my cover.
0: Yep, on your Facebook. My
1: Facebook cover, and she'll be there forever.
0: And yep, yeah, I and just I accept it.
1: I love Leia with all my heart, and Han Solo is my favorite Star Wars character. I love Han Solo.
0: You love Harrison Ford.
1: I love Harrison Ford and pretty much everything he's in. You know, if it's like a movie, I'll I'll watch it. Anything he's in, except for Call of the Wild, because I've seen that movie in its previous like twenty-seven inter- <laughs> like iterations already. So. <laughs> um, well, I think that those characters work better as single characters. Yes. I think that together they're kind of awkward and maybe it's just because now after seeing the movies 8 million times, we just kind of accept that at the very beginning when they like meet each other for the first time, it's like they love each other, but they don't like they were very standoffish with each other. Yeah. But I really don't even remember, like, the moment where it was like, oh, hey, we're we're like a couple now. It just seemed like it just happened.
0: Yeah, it was very strange um, because I, I don't – and I don't know if it's because Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher <clears throat> maybe don't have that type of chemistry. Uh, but their relationship definitely did not come across on screen at all. Um, but, yeah, you're, I think you're right. We do just kind of accept it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> of course, the iconic, you know, I love you, I know – And I mean, everyone knows that, you know, and and it's also like, that defines like a lot of love for people, you know, like people are like, you know, I want a relationship like that, or that is my relationship that I have with my significant other. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. I mean, absolutely not. But for me, it just, I kind of feel like maybe it was a little forced. Maybe it was like, oh, we need, we need to have a love story in here because I think that the original trilogy if we took out any reference of the of the two of them like ever being in love you know because there's hardly any flirting mhm you know if they just took out all the references to them being in love and it was just the two characters kind of like hanging out like as this group as this trio of friends yeah i think that it works just as well there's it doesn't take away anything but it also doesn't add anything to yeah. the to the original trilogy
0: yeah It's not until later in the story that their relationship has any significance anyway. Not until you get to uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah. And that's it. I
1: mean, yeah. Even then, like it it was like, okay, Leia felt, Leia felt Han's death. Yes. And at the same time, it didn't devastate her. She was just like, oh, I feel lost. And it was like, okay, well,
0: he it, still could have easily been a friend, and she would have felt that loss too. Yeah,
1: it just didn't. I, it it just wasn't convincing for me in the mm-hmm. Force Awakens. Like they seeing them together again, it was like, oh, this is so good. But at the same time, it was like, okay, so they just seemed like <laughs> two old friends like meeting up again. It wasn't like, oh, you know, it it, it didn't seem like former lovers. It didn't seem like yeah. anything like that. So I really think that the Han and Leia thing, while it's iconic, it's an iconic couple. And and a lot of people, you know, base romance around that or say that's, like, the romance that couple goals, like, let's in, let's aspire to be like Han and Leia. Yeah. For me, it, it doesn't have that effect for me. It just seems like they would have worked a lot better as friends. Yeah. And I think that it was maybe just a story decision where <laughs> it's, like, whatever, you know. Well, like-
0: we certainly don't praise George Lucas for his, you know, romantic writing style <laughs> for sure.
1: <laughs> right. I, I I don't know. I, I know people are going to be pissed off when I say that, but maybe I need to rewatch the original trilogy and keep in an, an, and watch it without associating them the two characters as being in together. Yeah. Because after watching it when I was a kid, obviously the first one I ever saw was Return of the Jedi because that movie came out when I was very little. Mm-hmm. So I was able to watch that one first, and of course the Ewoks and everything appealed to me. So. As a kid, that was my thing. Jabba's palace, all the creatures and stuff. So I already, like, I was introduced to Han and Leia as being a couple already. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, who's there? You know, someone who loves you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay. So that's, you know, they're together. Like, they're a couple. Even as a small child, I'm like, they go together. Yeah. So when they watched all the other movies prior to that, it's like, you already have that in your mind. That, oh, Han Solo, Princess Leia, they go together. But maybe I need to watch them from the beginning disassociating anything that happens in the future and trying to watch it as it goes to see the progression. Because it being burned into my brain that young, maybe I don't see the whole flirting. Maybe I don't see the moment that they got together. Maybe I don't see the part where she's trying to make him jealous by French kissing Luke. (laughs) I don't know.
0: <laughs> it was I, a little out of choice. Right? I, I, I I just
1: need to <laughs> rewatch it or something like that because in my current state, I feel it was forced and unnecessary that those two <laughs> should have been there. They're both stubborn characters. They're both very headstrong, uh-huh. and they don't work together as a couple. They work together as like feuding pals. Yeah, and. I think when Han comes back for everything, he's not doing it for her. Yeah. He's doing it because of the friendship that he forged with the, with Luke and Leia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that's just my take though. Yeah. And it was probably unpopular, but that's, that's just mine. <laughs> so while they are an iconic couple overall, to me, it's definitely not one of the greatest romances.
0: Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I agree with you. Um, so what about some of these other ones on our list? Um, we have oh, we've got some Fox ride or dies, Fox Channel. If anyone remembers that, you got Homer and Marge Simpson, and then you've got Peg and Al Bundy, those were like primetime, uh, couple goals right there. <laughs> those were definitely ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> Those ladies weren't going anywhere no matter how dumb their husbands were.
1: <laughs> yeah, those – yeah. I don't know. I, I liked it. I, I liked those shows when I was a kid just because yeah. they were – I think I liked it more for the kids. Yeah, yeah. And I watched it for Bart Simpson when I was a kid. And now that I'm older now, obviously, I'd watch it and make fun of Homer and stuff. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I Not a Simpsons fan. I was yeah. when I was a kid. But now they definitely – it really does make me wonder why Marge sticks around
0: yeah i don't know i feel like there was a lot of love there you do i do
1: i feel like she's trapped
0: oh i feel like she's got
1: these three kids with this guy that she doesn't really love
0: (gasps) i don't know i wouldn't say that i would not say that (laughs) (laughs) i think she genuinely loves homer
1: you think so i do (laughs) now we're gonna get like all these emails and like Posts on this, and oh, how dare you say that about March? I mean, even her sisters are like, eh, get out of there! Like you're married to an idiot, you know, like whatever. (laughs) And Peg and Al Bundy, I really don't even know what to say about that one. I feel like
0: those were just stuck together. They're like, eh, we got nothing better going on. I don't know if they ne- if those two necessarily loved each other. Nah, but they just, were sticking it out, that's for sure. Peggy
1: Bundy just had it made.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: She just hung out all day and...
0: Eating her bonbons.
1: Yeah. <laughs> smoking cigarettes on the couch, watching TV. And yep. her husband was away all day. And when he came home, we drank beer on the couch. Didn't want to talk to her. So <laughs> uh, that's love right there. <laughs>
0: <sighs> um, and then... Um, uh, Aragorn and Arwen mm-hmm. definitely one of my favorites For of sure. all time. Yeah. Um it is in it is written <laughs> it was written It was written <laughs> um that you know when Aragorn, Aragorn was younger he went to Rivendell that's where he met Arwen <laughs> obviously um And eventually they fell in love. So their relationship was established long before we see them in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And I like that relationship a lot because Arwen is very supportive of Aragorn. You know, she's like, yes, you need to go do your thing. Um, And for a little while, you know, I guess it was assumed that she would go ahead and go to... um, you know, the undying lands with her family. But eventually she's like, you know what? I'm going to give up my immortality for you because I believe in you so strongly. I love you so much that I'm willing to give all of that up just to be with you for a short amount of time. Um, because she knew that their time was limited. So he goes off and does his thing. And she sort of, she she comes to him, you know, in dreams. And eventually she remakes the sword and hands it to him and says, okay, you know, step up. You are a king now. Go lead your army and defeat, um, you know, the armies of Mordor. Take back your kingdom.
1: <laughs> okay. I just
0: love how supportive they are. For oh, yeah. Day. She's
1: super supportive. Yeah. She's like his biggest push.
0: Absolutely. I think without, <laughs> i I honestly believe without her, you know, sort of pushing him and cheering for him and encouraging him. I, I don't know if he would have found that inner strength um, as quickly. I think he would have come to it eventually, but I think she was definitely a big part of his success. I think that's love.
1: I think it is too. <laughs>
0: uh, so that's all of the couples that I wrote down I don't know if you have any others that you can think of off the top of your head.
1: Well, I mean, there's tons. I mean, when you think (laughs) of even even any show Mm -hmm. has got some kind of romance angle to it, no matter what it is.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, when you think about it.
0: Now, do you necessarily gravitate towards a a story, be it in a movie or a book, um, if it maybe doesn't have a romance story attached to it?
1: I'm perfectly happy with those stories. Yeah. It's not that I don't like romance. <clears throat> or that I don't believe in it, because obviously I'm married. <laughs> I, I I just feel like not everything has to have a romance yeah. angle or a couples angle or something. I mean, let's just have movies where it's not a central theme. Yeah. You know, it's not. I don't know. There's there's some that where the whole movie works because of it. I mean, Drive is definitely one that I can think of where if, if there was no romance angle in it, the mm-hmm. movie wouldn't be what it is
0: yeah because
1: that movie is it's fantastic i i like it a lot it's been a long time since i've seen it but um the movie really is about the stunt driver who falls in love with a girl who lives next door which one is that it it's uh not ryan reynolds ryan gosling Oh, he plays a getaway driver.
0: Yeah, that's And he's right. a stuntman,
1: and he basically he goes home and he sees this girl and her and her kid, and immediately he like falls in love with her like right away. And then, but he's like really shy, so yeah. he doesn't like talk to them or anything. And then um, Brian Cranston is is his boss, mm-hmm. and she ends up like taking the car in, and he can tell you know that he's like all peeking at her and stuff, and he's like, oh hey. I need you to give them a ride home, you know, or whatever. Their car's gonna be in the shop for a while, or whatever. He's like, okay, so he like takes them, and it's like his chance to get to know her and all that. And of course, he's like very shy and doesn't reveal much about him, so he's kind of a mystery. Yeah. And it has twists and turns where it turns out that, oh hey, look, my husband's out of jail and he's coming home. Oh, so and my it's gosh. like, what the hell? It like kind of messes with everything, you know. But at the same time, they have feelings for each other. Yeah. But then eventually he's like, I'm a monster, you know? And like, there's no way that you could like love a guy like me. And that's kind of like how it ends. And it's like, it's kind of sad that it ends like that, but Mm -hmm. also realistic that way too. Because I think too often movies kind of screw romance up by making it this unrealistic thing. If they wanted to, they could have been like, i'm this horrible person i'm this i'm this monster Mm -hmm. and she's like i don't care i love you anyway and that's exactly what would happen like in a disney type situation where it's like it doesn't matter i accept everything but no you just watch this guy stomp this guy's brains out literally like in an elevator yeah she's like gasping like looking at him he's looking up at her with a sad face like yeah this is who i am like this is the person i am and He just like, they kind of just look at each other as the doors close between them. And that was, that's it. You know, and it's like, he knows that she's not that type of person that's going to accept that. And he's not the type of person that can like not be like that.
0: Yeah.
1: So that love just dies sometimes like that. Like, and it's very realistic. It's not the two people just aren't compatible, no matter how much they like have feelings for each other. And I think for me, that's why the movie really touched me because it's like, Damn, that's tragic, man. Because like, what are you gonna do with that? Like, yeah, it's realistic in that those people, those people just don't mesh, and then yeah. sometimes it just, it just ends.
0: You mentioned um, Disney-like romances, and I, I have a couple points on
1: that. <laughs> okay. Of course you do. <laughs> of
0: course I do. I'm the Disney nerd here. <laughs> um, so you know, growing up, of course, I had my favorite Disney princess, Cinderella. Um, And every Disney princess, it seemed like, had a Prince Charming of some sort. Um, Still loved, I I still love, you know, all the Disney movies um, for all their faults, too. Um, And I love that Disney is getting away from this idea that a woman needs to be saved, that a woman needs to be in love, um, that a woman needs to be in a relationship to be happy. I love that Disney is getting away from that. That being said, so Cinderella is still probably one of my favorite fairy tales that involves a princess. Uh, and Drew Barrymore did a basically rehash of Cinderella called Ever After. It's probably one of my favorite versions of Cinderella. And that was the first time I ever saw one of those princesses be a badass you know, in, in the most true, Barrymore more sense, I suppose, <laughs> but she's smart and she's basically fearless for the most part. Um, you know, dealing with abuse from her stepmother and stepsisters, um, but still finding enjoyment in life, things like that. And she didn't necessarily need the prince in our life. She, you know, even at the very end, spoiler alert, you know, where he goes to rescue her, (laughs) she'd already rescued herself. So she could have found happiness elsewhere. He just happened to be there. And I think that was probably one of the first times I ever saw anything like that. So I really appreciated her version. Uh, That's definitely another couple, I guess I would say, that's like, okay, you're together because you want to be, not because you need to be for any reason. So.
1: You mean to tell me you didn't like the love story in Moana?
0: There was no love story in law. <laughs> You're dark. <laughs> uh, so before this show gets to be too long.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Um, I wanted to take some time to sort of highlight um, LGBTQ plus couples which is very difficult to find a lot of those in pop culture. And I don't know if that's still because, mm-hmm. um, you know, being out and proud is still a fairly new concept for, um, you know, the world. Um, but I definitely wanted to highlight some, some couples who just sort of mentioned them. So, um, I like David and Patrick from Schitt's Creek. That's a great series. On Netflix, and I, I don't think you've seen it.
1: I've never seen it,
0: it's very quirky, <laughs> and I love it. Um, and then there's an episode of Black Mirror um, called Sand Juniper, I believe, and With so it's Cameron Howe, yes. Yes, I love Cameron Howe, especially since we watched Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah,
1: her name's really not Cameron Howe. What is it? It's like <laughs> Mackenzie something. I don't know.
0: I, I feel so bad. I don't know what her I real name you. is. I told you.
1: That's what I ta- call her now for
0: everything. <laughs> I know. Now it's just Cameron Howe. Um, but in this Black Mirror episode, it's um, an LG – you know, it's, it's a – actually, it's both of these women – uh, who are discovering their, their sexuality that they are okay with being a, with a woman. They've both not been with men before, but now they're like, oh, wow, I really love this woman. Uh, but it's Yorkie and Kelly in this episode. Probably one of my favorite episodes of Black Mirror ever.
1: That episode of Black Mirror also, we should note, um, spoiler alert, it is one of the episodes that doesn't have a Twilight Zone-ish, like, shitty ending where yeah. it's like, oh, like, it was we went through all ending. this, and all of a sudden, like, it's a terrible ending where – Something bad happens, you know, like almost every Black Mirror episode has an ending where it's a twisty like, oh, this sucks because something bad happened to the characters yeah. or like this ending is less than ideal because something bad happened. Exactly. Or, it was never a happy ending, but that one actually did have one. Yes. It was very rare.
0: One of my favorites. Very synth wavy too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, honestly, there's another season of that that we haven't seen yet. <gasps> oh,
0: that's right. And
1: it's because Miley Cyrus is in the first episode. Ugh.
0: No, thanks. So
1: I have no idea if it's any good or not, but I, I think I'm going to end up watching that probably on my own then.
0: Okay. Enjoy. <laughs> um, I also wanted to mention every time I look up, um, you know, LGBTQ plus couples online, uh, you know, especially in comic books, Apollo and Midnighter come up. I don't know if you know anything about them, but I've heard a lot about them as far as, you know, just seeing their names on top 10 lists all the time. Um, But they are apparently very prominent. And if you're into comics at all or looking for those kinds of relationships in comics, I highly recommend looking them up. Um, Maybe you guys can teach us some things. Um, But we, you know, we touched on it before. But there's also Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Yeah. I absolutely adore their relationship for the simple fact that she, you know, Harley Quinn gets away from an abusive situation and finds... Love finds a relationship where she can be herself. I love that.
1: But you hate the character.
0: I hate Harley Quinn. (laughs) No matter how crazy you think you are, you are not going to be Harley Quinn.
1: (laughs) Well then, so you just hate the people who think they're Harley
0: Quinn. Oh, I hate the way that sounds, but yes, you're right.
1: (laughs) Because you don't, you don't really hate the character. Then you just hate the,
0: I like that. She gets away from that situation um in particular and is with poison ivy poison ivy is very nurturing to her you know very very loving very much the opposite of the joker so that's yeah me.
1: okay there's i mean there's a lot of lgbtq characters um in comics especially um you have also batwoman
0: oh yes she yes.
1: actually was i think uh Renee Montoya, I think, was her name. Was She was the question for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and those two were a couple mm-hmm. uh, for a while in, in, in the books. And so, I mean, you have that couple. Um, there's, and, and there's TV shows that we... I mean, we just watched Halt and Catch Fire. Yes. And Joe McMillan was definitely
0: bisexual. A bisexual
1: so he had a lot of relationships through the show. Of course, it was mostly him and Cameron. Yeah. But... He also had a lot of relationships with other with men.
0: I, I the really show. like how pretty much okay everybody was with it I loved how even for a show set in the eighties and nineties, everybody was very um just like, eh, that's normal. Okay. Oh, you're this okay. You know, it wasn't necessarily as big of a deal as it would have been, I think, in real life.
1: Yeah, and I think there was one of the um moments in that that was sad but very realistic was the daughter Haley
0: because
1: mm-hmm. she had a crush on the girl at the diner and yeah. so then she went and she oh, for like a year she talked heart. to this girl and then she went in there and asked her out on a date and the next thing you see is her just sobbing in the car oh. and I was like oh no like that sucks because now you know as a, as a teenager you can't ever go back to that restaurant
0: yeah terrible oh. but yeah I just wanted to take some time to highlight that um you know there are other couples out there other than street heterosexual couples <laughs> yeah i think
1: i think media though really hasn't fully embraced it yet yeah i mean they're they're trying but yeah at the end of the day they still have a lot of work to do and i think th- there's stories that need to be told yeah
0: absolutely um so i think that's going to be it for our first episode of our second season of Pedweg podcast uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, Also, th- big, big thank you to Future Holotape for letting us use their music for our podcast. They do have a new album coming out soon. No release date that I've seen. Uh, but that new album is is titled Cycles. And we'll probably plug them again as well. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: so please check them out. They are called Future Holotape. Amazing. Uh, and we listen to them a lot. Yep um please like share and subscribe to the pedwed podcast um and i think that's it
1: that's it you know (laughs) we're back on track so we'll bring out more episodes for you guys but this is just kind of a random one to let you know we're still alive and we're back
0: yeah we'll probably be back next weekend
1: or this weekend i don't know we'll see
0: we'll figure it out